everybody, welcome back to another episode of Production Night. It's been a while since we did it, but we're back with a very special episode. We are doing a couple of senior goodbyes where we're going to say goodbye to some of our editor seniors and some of our seniors who's been on the staff. Very exciting time. Everybody's graduating. Things are changing, but I have a very special guest with me. I have Andrew Finley on the podcast, and it's great that you're finally on here because we go way back. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I'm really happy to finally be on the podcast. Yeah, it's so great. So how are you feeling? You're graduating. How is the things going? You know, I don't know if it's truly set in yet, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to finally get to graduate. It's been a, a long journey. It's been uh, some of the toughest years of my life, you know, just yeah. getting through college, but yeah. there's been a ton of growth and I'm really excited to cross that finish line. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about the long journey, let's talk about our history a little bit because we go way back to community college when we worked at the summit together. And it's crazy yeah. that we're working back here on the Daily Aztec together. Yeah, it was really cool. It feels like forever ago, but it was really just uh, like 2019, yeah. I think. Um, I remember we first had a class with uh, Dr. Weary. Yep. That, uh, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, something uh, like that. That was a pretty fun class. But yeah, going back to my time with the summit, that was my first experience with the newspaper. Yeah. I didn't even know I signed up for it. It was just a class <laughs> I had to take. And I wouldn't, if you have told me that in two years, I would have been uh, the assistant sports editor at the Daily Aztec, I would have thought you were joking. But yeah. it's been a really cool journey. Like I said, just a lot of growth. And it's super cool to, to have seen you uh, do the podcasting and then also being social media editor when I saw that uh, promotion I was like that's the perfect fit you know so yeah it's been super cool to see all that yeah it's been great it's been great working together again too because we did such good work at the summit oh yeah like, absolutely oh my god we had so much fun there too it's a tight little group yes it, absolutely I just remember that like I was talking to Austin when I went there just a couple days ago yeah um, and, and you know it's a class but at the same time you you, you build this this newspaper together absolutely and, so. and you still talk to people who you worked with so long ago yeah absolutely and even for a short amount of time I think each semester there's like four months or something so you make those pretty strong connections pretty quick and it's pretty cool to see how they progress as you move forward absolutely and as you move forward you get to see them again and like we said you get to see everybody all the time yeah. so it's great it's great it's awesome so you were talking about how it hasn't fully set in you're the assistant sports editor so talk about your time doing that I mean what's it been like um honestly when I started doing journalism I thought I wanted to be in front of the camera and then like I said when I joined the summit that's when I realized I was good at writing stories and and I wanted to be an editor unfortunately my second semester I had a little bit of a, a mix-up with my scheduling they told me I didn't have to take the summit when I had to so they I got back into it kind of late I thought I could have been uh the assistant editor whatever they had it there but um you know this girl named Olivia did it she did a fantastic job I have no reservations about that Olivia did it and then I did it remember that or I think the time that you were gone is when I did it yeah that, <laughs> that must have been it because I remember that was when Olivia did it and then the pandemic happened right yeah, yeah, yeah. so but yeah being being an assistant editor has or just an editor in general has been a growing experience for me working in a newsroom, having my own cubicle has been really cool. Being able to write for my hometown university for their sports teams has just been, it's almost like a dream come true. Just being able to do something in sports media in general has just been uh, super cool. And I'm super happy to have been part of the Daily Aztec. Oh, absolutely. Um, you've done such great work here, you know, and I bet it's really cool for you to do sports because you are a sports guy. <laughs> so it's, it's been great that you get to go to the football games, you get to go to all the sports. You've been mostly been the football, right? Yeah, and getting in for free is, you know... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, big perk. right I, it's I a big it. perk, exactly. So absolutely. So that's, 
That's fun. So being the assistant sports editor, you've obviously written a lot of stories. So there has to be one that has been your favorite. So want to talk about that? So I have three stories. He's come prepared. Yeah. (laughs) I got these questions yesterday. Uh, No, I, I appreciate it. But three stories in particular. I think the third best of the three was this baseball recap I wrote last semester. The game lasted almost five hours. Final score was 19 to 18 Aztecs. I just remember being cold. I remember my laptop died. My phone almost died. And the game was just a blockbuster. It, it was a it was a shootout pretty much if you will call that a, at a baseball game. It was cold. It, it it was a miserable experience, but the story came out amazing. And I think that, was, that might have been one of my most well-written stories. And that's why I enjoyed it so much. After that, I'd have to say I wrote a column in December of 2020, right before San Diego State took on uh, the then 12th ranked Brigham Young University Cougars. They had Zach Wilson at quarterback and... You know, they were they just lost to Coastal Carolina. It was their first loss of the season. Coastal Carolina was really good that year. But the column was, is BYU overrated? And I broke down their season. And, you know, it was really fun for me because I'm not a big BYU guy. Um, and also, the response I got from BYU fans was an explosion of just like, you don't know what you're doing. You're, this is the writers they have at San Diego State. They clearly don't know what they're talking about. And... That in itself was a real was a real growing experience because I was like, how, how do I handle this negativity? How do I like do I respond to these haters? Like I, I didn't know what to do, but at the same time, it really showed me how much of a voice I have here at the Daily Aztec, right. and and I thought that was really cool. It was one of the top trending stories of the entire semester, yeah. and so uh, that was fun. And it was exhilarating because I was talking crap about a football team. <laughs> I mean, it was a column. It was supposed to be objective. But at the same time, it was a bit of an opinion piece. And I had fun with it. That was my first little thing that wasn't strictly facts. It was like, here's what I think. And then I backed up. So it was a lot of fun. And then the last story that I want to talk about is by far, I think, the most important one to me. It wasn't a sports story. It's one. It's my most recent story about the theory of the third option. Oh, by, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Miles McPherson yeah, over at the Rock came Church. came to San Diego State, right? He started his church here at San Diego State. Oh, I see. Okay. And so okay. that's what we wanted to base the story off, first of all. But I got to talk about the third option, which talks about um, cultural diversity and honoring what we have in common versus fighting over what we have different. I think in today's social climate, that's very important. And something else that's um, the most important thing to me is, you know, personally, just being a Christian, I want people to know that, you know, Jesus is for everyone. Yeah. You know, it, religion is, is seen in culture as like this thing that's like if you don't do this you're gonna go straight to hell but it, it's not like that at all and i think people get it twisted and i think my interview with pastor miles i did that with trinity by the way yeah, trinity yeah, bland yeah. she was instrumental I, I couldn't have done it without her and i can't credit her enough help me through not just then but all semester genuinely love trin oh, i, I i'm gonna miss her a lot i'm really, gonna miss so. her i'm gonna miss her she's helped me so much on the podcast she's helped me get into the daily aztec she's done so much like yeah. oh my god we're gonna miss her i can't believe she She's graduating. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm going to be really sad to see all these seniors go, but but I'm, I'm di- I digress. But Pastor Miles is saying that, you know, culture may have changed, but God never has. You know, that's that's a message I want to convey to an audience that I get to speak to. So that was very important to me. And, you know, I really wish I could have written more about stuff like that. I had a little bit more courage maybe to do it, but I'm, I'm glad to have at least gotten one out. 
So that was a really big story for me. Getting an interview with Pastor Miles, who's my pastor, yeah. that was really, really cool. Yeah. And so, you know, bar none, those other two stories are great and I love them, but that one holds a very high importance to me. Oh, absolutely. And it's also cool that you get to like digress in the sports world and write sports while also, you know, writing other stories like arts and culture, write some news stories. Yeah, it, like... it, and that's what really made it my own. Yeah. You know, it, it, yes, I'm a sports editor. Yes, I love sports and I could talk about sports all day, but this was something that was unique to me, something I'm really interested in. So I was really happy to get to express myself that way and get to write a story about it. It was a top t- trending story on the website for yeah. three weeks, I think. Yeah, I saw that. that was that was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I'd love to see that. Absolutely. It's always great when we get to like see those top t- trending stories. I remember when one of my stories here at the Daily Aztec, it was trending for like two weeks. Yeah. And it was just like this accomplishment feeling, this great feeling. So yeah. And like you were saying about the negative comments, I want to come back to that. That's like really important that we need to learn as journalists. Because I know that I also got that on like a movie review that was like, yeah. oh, this this person doesn't know what they're talking about. They should have paid more attention to the movie. It's like, okay, but this was my opinion of the right, movie. Right. No, it's a column. Mine was a column. Yours was an opinion story. Like, exactly. You know, I mean, I guess they can express their opinion too. Right. Right. But, absolutely. I mean, you know, people get all riled up about it. And the craziest thing about that story. So I remember talking to my editor. And I like to look at my story. This is during the pandemic. So I, we had all day to spend inside our house. Exactly, so exactly. when I published a story, and this is the first time I'd been publishing stories that would go straight to the website and right. like on a regular basis. So I go to the website just to see it on there. I'm like, all right, cool. And I scroll down and there's three comments on the website. If you guys haven't visited our website, we don't get comments on our stories no. very often. No, not often. Yeah. But I saw three and I, and I saw that they were all negative. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I texted my editor, uh, Kyle Betts, who helped me write it. And he was, I was like, oh, dude there's comments on it he went there's comments yeah and he went and looked at the statistics normally i think in a three-day span we'll get maybe 300 yeah uh reads or whatever views right right i think my story had 3,000 in three days and that he was like that is insane i was like that that's pretty sick. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe someone from Bravo, Utah, from BYU got a hold of it and was like, yo, check out this moron. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, usually that's how it is. And that generates context and that generates reads and everything. Yeah. You know, no. No. Says, hey, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's wait, talking about. I mean, I might not pursue journalism as a career. We'll dive into that in a little bit. But something I did learn is that any publicity when you're in college is good publicity. Good publicity. Exactly. It might seem negative at first, but you know, you just, you're getting your name out there. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you get your name out there. And you can shape it to whatever you want after that. But yeah. you got to get your foot through the door first. Exactly. Because then it's like, oh, well, this Finley guy, he writes stories about other colleges. And, like, he bashes them, but he's really, really bad. It's like, yeah, but you're reading them, right? Yeah. No, and it... And then the next, and then you put on another store, they're like, oh, let's see what this moron has to say now. And then, then they're exactly. like, oh, I agree with this. Exactly. And then they start reading you like, oh, he's actually a good source of information. He just had one story that caught my attention. Yeah. So exactly. that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you talked about it going strictly online and then we started doing print again. Print came back. We started doing our newspapers and everything. And I think I remember that you designed an issue, right? You designed an issue cover. Um, I didn't design it myself, but I help people. You help. Like I, I gave them the ideas, ideas for it, yes. So was that your favorite issue or do you have another favorite issue? Well, the one I helped do was the the football preview. Yeah. It's right here on the wall, on the wall. in our office. <laughs> um, you know, that, that was a special issue for me mostly because of the content on the inside. I, I wrote three separate stories in that issue all yeah. about football. Yeah. You know, that was my... That was kind of my coup de grace. Like when I came here, I was like, I'm a big football guy. Like I've I've played it my whole life. I've been coaching it. And now I get to 
write all about San Diego State football. And I've been a journalism guy. Like I've, I knew when I was in middle school that I wanted to pursue something in journalism. Yeah. And when I came here and I was like, I felt solely responsible for the football preview. It was like my life came full circle with journalism, with football, and all this came together. So that was really, really cool. But I think my favorite issue was our March Madness issue. This everything that came together. I remember sports had four pages. We had the front, the back, and the two things in the middle. And the content in the middle was, was really cool. It was very unique. You know, we had San Diego State, but we also had stuff that was going on here at Viejas with like teams like Alabama and I think Arizona was here. And then our front cover came out amazing. Emily, when when she took over, you know, our front covers, you know, nothing against the other editors, but you know, she, I loved how she was available and her vision. I know Caitlin's very dramatic about it, but she has, she has a right to there. These covers have been amazing since Emily's joined our staff. And and I think an even cooler thing, one of the unsung heroes of the Daily Aztec, uh, uh, Nolan. Sapla, our photo editor, I got to feature a whole spread of her pictures on the back page. It wasn't a story. It was just an entire spread of pictures. Nice. And I was super happy to be able to showcase her work because she did. She's such an amazing photographer. She is, and she's also graduating, so we're gonna miss her when she goes. Oh yeah. I, I mean, one thing I really love about Lonnie is that I see her mentoring other photographers. Yes, absolutely. I, I like. I literally see her do it. She's like a coach, and it. You know, that's exactly what we all should be doing as editors. You know, it. Yes, we put out work, but at the end of the day, if we're not helping the people who are younger being better, we're not leaving the daily as tech better than it was when we were here yeah. and, and you know if we're not doing that we don't not even leave it worse yeah, exactly. so, we gotta, so we have to be teachers and leaders more than workers and I, I see Lonnie being a leader and I just I love to see it that's awesome that's awesome and she does do, do really good photography yeah on top of being a great leader on she's top, top a, great a fantastic leader, yeah. photographer absolutely we have such a good staff here at the Daily Aztec you know and it's gonna be sad to see you guys go there's gonna be a lot of us yeah there's a lot there's of a lot of people last year too yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy, and it, I, it's, we just gotta have to learn to function and stuff. I hope that future editors in chief uh, will have underclassmen as editors, or at least assistant editors, so that when one person leaves as a senior, that person can step up and be the next guy, and then they'll have someone behind them. So there's never a gap year. So like yeah. last year it was Kyle and Luis who were seniors, and now it's me and Jason who came into it fresh. You know, we were rookies. We didn't know how to edit the paper and it came out all weird. And things didn't turn out the best. You know, obviously we learned, but at the same time, like if we had one senior, one junior, that junior will learn from the mistakes exactly. and then the next year would be even more efficient exactly. and they'd grow even more. So yeah. yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about so Yeah, yeah you know, and you're absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. And speaking of Jason, he also went to Grossmont with yeah. us. Jason was never at the summit with us, but he was at Grossmont. Did you ever have a class with him? I had like all my classes with I had the same class that you had. Right. Like with we had the announcing, which right. is something I could really see him doing. He's yes. got that deep voice. He's got that sports reporter voice. Yeah, he, he, he's, a, he's a great reporter, but he's got a gift with that voice. Absolutely. So um, I'm excited to see where he goes if that takes him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's a hard worker. He's very talented. I, I think if he just uh, has some belief in himself yeah. and can utilize his talents, he can make a name for himself. Truly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have so many cool members and we work with so many great people. And, um, you know, as assistant editor, we have our uh, production nights, which happen on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. Is there like a funny experience that you can tell me about either just in the Daily Aztec or maybe it was that happened at production night or something something funny must have happened that just stuck with you all these time you know i'm just i, I like to be the guy that keeps a light attitude in there I'll, I'll be cracking jokes and saying weird stupid stuff to make people laugh sometimes it can be seen as a distraction i understand that 
Uh, but I like to work in an environment where it's not all quiet and tense. You know, I like to not not that it needs to be like like loud, but at the same time, like let's keep it light. Let's let's get our work done, but also like not kill ourselves doing it. Right. I guess one thing in this newsroom that's been pretty funny is there is this picture of like three women on Aaliyah's desk. Yeah, and then wait, no, it was at first it was on Caitlin's desk. Okay. And then Caitlin put it on Ryan's desk, and then Ryan put it on my desk, and then I put it on Caitlin's desk, and then Caitlin put it on Aaliyah's desk, and then Aaliyah put it on Trin's desk, oh and now it's God. and now it's somewhere else. But we're pretty sure that picture's haunted, and we're pretty really? we're pretty sure these people, these three women that are in that picture, haunt the newsroom desk. Oh and my God! Really? Pretty, I thought that they were from the Gilmore Girls. No, that was not Gilmore Girls. Oh my God. <laughs> That's... Yeah, so, I mean, it's all just, like, fictitious, but, I mean, I think it is. I, I don't know, but... You never know. No, there's a message on the back. I forgot what it says and all on the picture if you open up the frame. And nobody knows where it came from. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. That's the weirdest thing about all of this, that no one knows where it came from. Even Caitlin's, like, or even Kurt. Like, we don't know who put it on Caitlin's desk, but it was just there, and it's bounced around. I mean, we all put it on each other's desk. Right, but, right. But... <laughs> Once we noticed that picture, we saw some weird things in the in the newsroom, like and our our server's been kind of weird. So something funky going on there. I, I don't I don't think we're haunted. I just think that's you don't know. Uh, you never know. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's just a little bit of a running joke. That thing is hiding somewhere now. We don't we don't like looking at it. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's pretty funny, and that's crazy. Like we don't know where it came from. It's just right. here. So maybe that legend will leave with us when you guys leave it could be like a daily aztec legend <laughs> hanging up on the wall or something. hang it up on the wall or something <laughs> be funny. Yeah. the legend of the three women in the frame yeah i know they had names on the like i said there was a message on the back and right. names i don't remember their names but i just remember it was very ominous like if you look at the picture too it's not like in a weird hue yeah it's like kind of faded yeah. so even more just spooky very spooky very creepy anyway so as we move on, you're talking about keeping it light in the newsroom and stuff. And earlier we were talking about how you're not going to probably pursue journalism as a career. And from what we see now, you're the football coach of the Ramona Bulldogs or assistant football coach. I don't know what you are, but you have a job with them. Yes. So I know that you're going to be doing that. But what is it looking for you after college? You pretty much got it right. I'm the head freshman football okay. coach. Okay. So, so like you were... So, I was there, but I wasn't. I was just yeah, I was in the yeah, I was but, in the range. I've been an assistant there since I graduated high school, gotcha. and I just got a promotion to be the head coach of the freshman level, and that's super cool. You know that system helped make me into the man that I am today. I'm really excited to bring up these freshmen into a system that I grew up in. Yeah. To help. I, my goal is to make it better and to win a CIF championship at the end of the day. And so I guess you know going through this year of the Daily Aztec was the first year that I couldn't spend every day on the football field with with the team over at Ramona High School. Right. And I, I was there on Friday nights. I was able to help them out and all that. But being on the field every day with those guys is something different. I love those kids, and I missed it so much. And I realized that, you know, I really like doing the journalism thing. I'm yeah. good at it. Yeah. I think I'm good at it. But there's nothing I love more than being out there with those kids. And I'm, and that's something I prayed about a little bit, and I asked God. And, you know, I just I want to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so after college, after I graduate here, I hope to come back and uh, have a couple prereqs I have to do, but I want to get my teaching credential yeah. and coach high school football yeah. and coach high school PE. So yeah. or I have my own water. Um, I, you know, it's pretty cheap living out there. You know, I can afford it. So, and it's, it's still in San Diego County. I've lived there my whole life. Yeah. I know the area. I love the community out there, but that's, that's where it looks like I want to go. 
for after and absolutely and with your background in journalism there's no like thing holding you back that maybe you could take over the journalism department that they have there or create one if they don't have one already yeah that's something my high school didn't have we had something called rhs tv or it was it was a little bit of an institution but it was also very uh unstable i've heard they've revived something like it but i have no idea they had something at my middle school that is an institution. It's called OPT. My teacher, Mr. Estrada, was my inspiration for being here. Yeah. Journalism. He's no longer with us, but I just wanted to honor him because yeah. he's, like I said, he was he was a big person that helped me get into journalism yeah. and find my love for it. So, so maybe I could take over the program at the middle school. You know, it's literally right next door to the high school. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be full circle. Yeah, you know, I'd talk to my buddy Aaron about that. Like that'd be that'd be so cool. But right now, uh, it would just be PE, yeah. and then. We have a little paper in Ramona called the Ramona Sentinel. I can do some sports stuff for them. They pay they pay their writers per story. So yeah, so. there you go. Yeah. So there's options both best of both worlds there. Yeah, I mean, I I want to find a career, and I think teaching is something I can truly take my teeth into, dive into, make a career out of. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and absolutely. After you come back after a couple of years, you know, just kind of being on the field or whatever, then you can come back and do the whole school thing all over again. Yeah, you know, I, you know, getting your credential, I, I do plan, I don't know if I plan on it, I'm, I like to take my education one step at a time, so like when I was at Grossbond, I focused on getting Grossbond stuff done, and then when I got to state, I'm focusing on my undergrad, and once I'm done with my undergrad, I'm going to focus on my credential, and then after that, you know, just looking ahead, like just looking, I'm not really diving into it, I might, I might want to pursue my master's. There you go. I don't know in what, um, I don't Absolutely. know in what, it'll help me get a higher pay grade. I believe. Yeah. So if, if that turns out to be the case, I would definitely pursue it maybe at like a national university or something yeah. like that. I got my degree at San Diego State. I can, yeah. I can do some online school. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's what it looks like for me. Uh, teaching high school sports and, uh, and getting my master's degree. Yeah. I want to take it back a little bit because I want to talk about this incident. I saw you on the football field Friday night when I was doing PPR. Oh, yeah. And you were coaching the team. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, PPR is always a big part of Friday Night Lights in oh, San Diego. And it does get the kids' name out there, and kids love it. When oh, it's PPR fun. It's so fun. fun. I'm a res player being yeah. like, oh, do PPR, like, yeah. let's go. So as we come to an end, you know, what advice would you give to the new assistant sports editor? What advice would you give to the sports writers coming in or the regular writers coming in, you know, before you leave? Be a better leader than you are a worker. And also make sure you're having fun doing this. Maybe not, you know, I say have fun, but you know, there's a difference between fun and enjoying yourself. Like you could be grinding something out and it's not fun, but at the end of the day, if you're happy with your work, you enjoyed it. So I would truly say, you know, the first thing I said is the biggest thing. You know, you can't just be a worker. You gotta, when you're an editor, you're in charge of a group of writers. You're in charge of a new wave of people and you gotta be, you gotta, you can't just tell people what to do. You got to inspire them. You got to tell them to do things that they want to do, not things that they have to do. Yeah. So truly just be the best leader that you can be and make sure that you're inspiring others and not forcing people to do things. Because if you're forcing people to do things, they're not going to want to do it. If you inspire them to do it, they're going to be like, all right, I can do this. And if you give them praise and, and you like their work, you know, be a harsh critic, but also be understanding and be like, and be supportive yeah. because we all have different writing styles and timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, you know, we, some people are better writers than others and yeah. some people grow faster than others, right. right? That's just nature. And we, I think a big point of being a leader is understanding that you have to meet people where they are and yeah. then help them grow where they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then 
the, th- the second thing I said, enjoy your work. Yeah. Um, if you're not enjoying your work, then go find something else exactly. that, that you do enjoy. But my one caution with that is make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you're good at it. Because at the end of the day, if you enjoy something and you suck at it, no one's going to hire you for yeah. that. But if you but if you enjoy something just a little bit less, but you're the best at it, that's something you might want to pursue. That's something you want to try to maybe enjoy more. Yeah. So those are my advice. Or, you- or maybe if you enjoy something, try to maybe focus on how you can get better on it. Ask for advice. See, yeah. like, see what help you can get, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody should be there to help each other. And, you know, you should come to your editors with this open mind of, hey, like, what can I do to make my writing better? What can I do to be a better writer myself? Right. You know, and as an editor, it would be great because then they could give you advice. They could help you in any way that they can and stuff like that because you should always strive to get better. Yeah, and that's another thing is, you know, don't be afraid to take criticism yeah, as, exactly. as an editor and as a leader. You know, no one's perfect. Being a leader is hard to do. If you're doing this in college, it might be the first time that you are leading a group and, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to every once in a while ask guys like, hey, am I, is there anything I could be doing better? Is there anything that you guys would want to see more of? Is there something I need to tone back on? You know, I that transparency is what people, especially younger people, thrive on. I've noticed that as a high school coach. You know, if you tell a kid that they suck, you know, I mean, listen, you got to, how do I say this? So, like, tell a kid that they're not very good, but also tell them how to, how to fix it. Yeah. You know, that transparency, they'll appreciate your honesty. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you say, dude, you suck, here's how I can make you better. They're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not good, but he's going to help me be better. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to want to be better because they see someone helping them want to be better. Right. They see somebody who has potential in them and somebody who wants them to thrive and get better at the right. whatever they're doing. Yeah. And even if it's a little bit of growth, like make sure you praise them for that. Yeah. You know, I could, I could go on and on. I love talking about leadership and stuff because of my time in coaching and all that I've learned a lot from that Um, something I one of the biggest things I learned is not to be an authoritarian you know I remember when I came in my first freshman group I thought I had to be this authoritarian figure like like you guys are gonna listen to me and that's how it's gonna be like you don't have to be like that no like now my approach is just like have fun (laughs) make sure you're enjoying yourself make sure the kids are enjoying it and make sure you're growing as well you know, it's not always going to be fun and games, but that doesn't mean we have to kill ourselves doing it. Right. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I think we've touched on some really great things. <laughs> I'm so glad to finally have you on the podcast right before you leave. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, likewise. But you know what? I'm sure that I'll see you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I plan on being back at San Diego State to pursue my credential yeah. and also getting two prereqs done in the uh, next spring. So I'll be yeah. back here in the spring. So maybe I'll write some stories for the Daily Essay. Maybe. You don't know. I'll have the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Finley, for joining me. Thank you, Sarah. Pleasure. Pleasure. Absolutely. And yeah, so guys, you can read everything. You can read all of Finley's stuff on thedailyaztec.com. Go follow him, Coach Finley. Go see his football journey. (laughs) Come check us out on Thursday afternoons, starting on like, I have to check the schedule. I think it, I got on my phone. I think games start in late August on Thursdays for me, but I got to check. Like, I should know this from the top of my head. You my should. Team. You're a coach now, Finley. What the heck? All right. Heck? Game start on August 18th. All right. Uh, it'll probably be in Ramona okay. at Ramona High School. Come check us out, man. Yeah. Hopefully, I put on a good show for y'all. Yeah, come For my see. team, I should coach. say. I should coach say. Finley in action. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Senior Goodbye with Andrew Finley on production night. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. See you.